Listen, I'm super excited right now because I, I have you on the line. Um, just a heads up, we are already live, and I'm so happy. Oh. <laughs> Listen, oh, <wow>. okay, <laughs> everybody, welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show. And you heard the excitement in my voice at the beginning because I could not have thought of anybody else to open up our new season, season five of the Jameer Smith Show podcast. Other than um, I had to think of someone that is a huge creative in the business, someone that has really big footprints, you know, someone that has really done some amazing things and really curating a beautiful future. Every person, put your hands, your ears. Y'all know how we do at the Jameer Smith Show. Give it up for Elliot Carlisle. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jameer. Thank you so much. I'm very humble by that. Very humble. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, the Jameer Smith Show, and I know we haven't talked a lot about it, but the Jameer Smith Show um, was created for the everyday person to tell their story creatively. And as we kicked off this new season... I, I had to think of like a big show. And when I saw what you were doing and what you have done, um, I wanted this interview to be totally different. And and everybody, you guys already know who Elliot Carlisle is. I mean, at the end of the day, CEO, president, chief consultant, director, author, coach, <laughs> consultant, editor, speak, you know, oh it's, it's like dot, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But... Do we know Elliot Carlisle? There's so many things about, and I call you a creative because, I mean, you've really, you rose the bar, you continue to rise the bar high. Before we get started, how did you end your 2022 and how is 2023 starting off for you? A very interesting question. Um, I actually started my, ended my year, the way that I pretty much have done for the past 10 years, I think that um, I've done my year the same. Uh, yeah, I would say about the, for the past <laughs> 10 years, I've done my year the same um, in a place of reflection. Um, I call it inventory. Uh, and I take the last few weeks of the year. It's the only time I actually have some downtime um, in my year. And so I usually take that time to reflect, uh, to look at what worked, what didn't work, um, what what was I happy about? What was I unhappy about? Um, what produced for me? What didn't produce for me? What drained my energy? What inspired my energy? Um, and then kind of doing an assessment on the year to see what I want to carry into my next and what I want to leave in that year. Um, when I transition, uh, I start looking at work projects. I start looking at personal goals and endeavors. And I really, and I actually do this. I'm saying this because I actually do this in my home on my wall. I have a, a big white wall where I actually write things and kind of vision board in a way our vision strategy I guess you could say and I, I put that up because I never really go into my next year my new year whenever that time is just by happenstance or with no plan or no vision I'm, I'm a big advocate for having a vision and having a plan and so that is what I always uh, spend the end of my year doing and then as I transition and that vision starts to unfold and 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 become colorized and and, and take shape and form um, then I actually know where to place my feet if that makes sense and so this year was no other uh, was no different than any other um, year and coming into 2023 honestly I'm very excited
excited about what is forward um, and what I'm doing with currently uh, what I'm doing, you know, personally and professionally. Um, this year has been a very big shifting. Uh, well, 2022 was a very big shifting year for me personally and professionally. And so I'm excited to see now that I feel like I'm settled in that shift to see where it carries me. You know, it's interesting. And I, I always tell myself every year, what is that one word that will be my mantra, right, for the year? <laughs> and for me, it has been intention. And I want to continue to live my life with purpose, with intention, to make sure that people have intent. And he is laughing in the background, y'all, because tell me why you're laughing. I'm not even going to tell you. Tell me why you're laughing, Ellie. I'm laughing because I've been talking about that word for the past 48 hours. Um, <laughs> and I actually just spent uh, with with a friend of mine, I actually just spent the past, probably I would say maybe the past six hours having that conversation today that was inspired from that word. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's just it's just funny. I, I always say that I believe that um, we were running to our words and, and it's just interesting to hear that word keep coming up as confirmation. But absolutely, it is the word of the, of the moment. It, it carries energy and frequency. And I believe that for those who are uh, infusing um, intention into their decisions and their movements, they're going to see a great reward in this year. So you guys already heard the CEO has already thrown in currently. We ain't even going to talk about currently yet. We're going to get to currently. We're going to talk about this blessing that you have blessed us with. But before we get there, we got to start at the beginning. And I don't. I, I actually want to change it up. I've seen a lot of your interviews. You've done amazing podcasts. And listen, y'all already know. Y'all have seen him on your screens. Y'all have seen him do some big things. But there are a lot of things we may not know about the Elliot Carlisle. I love always putting the the in front of our name. It's amazing. <laughs> but however, a new year is really a great opportunity to kind of redesign certain parts and aspects of your life. And, you know, as I was thinking about 2023, our lives really don't come with roadmaps. And yeah. it's really easy to kind of, you know, head in a, in a different direction, in a particular direction towards a specific goal. So, Elliot, I want to start with what would you be most happy about completing this year? Oh, um, actually, I have one of the questions that has come up in a lot of my um, past interviews, and, and I was thinking about this a lot when I was speaking of currently. I reference it, but we won't talk about it yet. But um, <laughs> No, listen, I, no, talk about currently. I love it. No. I'll talk about it in this way, but you can ask me whatever questions you want to ask me about it. But as I was strategizing and, you know, sitting with myself and and listening to uh, my inner self talk to me about um, what it was that was going to be currently, I um, was thinking about this question that comes to me all the time. And it was if, if, you know, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years or, you know, or you, you've, completed so much or you've accomplished so much up to this point in your career you know what what is the big thing for you or what is the next thing for you and I always say that you know for me I've been blessed to um, have a very different trajectory in terms of my career field and it's one that's very unique but it's also one that's extremely authentic Um, and it's one that um, when I look at it is so purpose anchored that I don't really see 
myself looking to do anything necessarily different. I think that the difference that I'm looking for, the accomplishment and fulfillment that I'm looking for would come in a certain dimension of expansion. And I was just looking, I'm always looking to expand what it is that I'm doing. And so, you know, I, I did say that I wanted um, currently to be an international uh, uh, agency. I wanted to have clients, you know, from across the pond. And I will say that even in just the conversation of building currently, um, there's been so many international relationships that have come up and, and I, I have received um, some requests and, and some offers um, from a few international organizations that want to work with me in terms of what, what I'm servicing. Um, and I was just very, very humbled by that to see it all unfold that way. So this year, I'm looking forward to seeing how that all comes to fruition. Um, of course, right now, it's still in conversations and there's some things that still have to be ironed out and worked out even on my end as well as their end. But I'm excited to see those come together and for that picture of whatever is going to be unfold. What advice would you give yourself at the beginning of this year? Hmm. I love the hums when we have that on the show because it really creates people's thoughts. And I love that. (laughs) What advice... (laughs) would you like to give yourself at the beginning of this year? Uh, I would, I would say this, I would say this. Um, I personally am a person who understands energy. Um, and I would just give myself and anyone who's connected to me, I've been talking about this is to understand that your energy is currency. Um, your energy is currency. Your energy will make purchases for you. And so just like we value most the currency that most of us refer to uh, in our day-to-day lives, which is money, but just like we value money and we use it hopefully wisely, um, we invest it, um, we actually save it, we help it to uh, increase, we help it to uh, to grow and expand, and, and, and we want to use it in different ways. Um, I believe that we should look at our energy in the same way and just be mindful for that it is currency and it is making purchases for you so as we get into your career you've been the director of cultural diversity and inclusion for new york city jewelry week um you've led a lot of history making programs really that have exemplified and amplified the voices of individuals that have faced racial barriers within the jewelry industry within the fashion industry and I think about your program, right? I think about currency and how you are pushing the narrative in the needle. Explain to the listeners, what is your vision behind currency? It is to be an innovative um, agency. It is to be a place and a space that builds platforms for the voices of others is to be a solution um, that that people are able to use as a tool um, in order to build and engage things that have not necessarily been in existence. I believe that I attract visionaries. I attract people who are cutting edge, people who think outside of the box. Um, you know, people and and not just people in terms of uh, you know regular individual creators, but also people in terms of uh, companies and and CEOs and and C-suite executives who have vision 
visions of doing something different, engaging a different culture, building a different type of community, um, but don't necessarily have the context um, to build through or, or the context to build with, or have never been able to connect with a particular audience um, or, or market that they're trying to connect with to engage that different idea or that, that different uh, uh, model or that different program. And I believe that I've been very instrumental in being able to do that um, personally on a personal level. I definitely am one who celebrates and, and, and embraces difference, not just for myself, because I've always looked at myself as being different uh, in a, on a personal level in my life. I, in most arenas that I've been in, uh, you know, even down to my family, I've always been the different one. Um, and so in that, you know, my celebrating my own difference and embracing my own difference has allowed me to recognize, honor and uplift the difference in others. And so I believe that um, where most people are afraid of difference and where most people shy away from what is different, I'm actually one who gravitates toward that and it kind of um, inspires me and even energizes me in a way. And so I'm looking forward to really being known um, as that kind of agent that, that helps people build things that are different. It helps people that are different who feel like there's no place for them. Um, they can come to me and I will help show them where, where there's a place and space for them or if there's not one in existence, how to build one for themselves. When you think about your career and you have had a long standing career, um, what has been the biggest creative challenge in your career to date? Mm, creative challenge in my career. Oh, I, I, how do I answer that? A creative challenge. I will say that understanding that because I am different and because everything about my path um, and my journey has been different, just understanding that in most places and spaces, I will have to build from scratch. Um, and I think that, that has <laughs> been um, a challenge sometimes when you look at the things or the resources or, um, you know, even the support that has been available to other people that hasn't necessarily been available to me. And I, I can say that, um, and I say this humbly, but authentically that a lot of what I have done, I have done just solely by myself. Um, and when I say that I'm talking about in terms of, you know, the opportunities that I've had and some of the projects and engagements I've done, they have been inspired, you know, by me, with me, and people have come to me to help them, but it's been, me behind the scenes the whole time. Um, you know, luckily, you know, God has blessed me with a great support system um, who has been able to uphold me and, and been able to encourage me and, um, you know, push me forward. But many times, you know, the things that I have done, I, and I'm talking about in building my brand and building my name and building my career, it was solely me. Um, and so I do have a, a, a little bit of an edge when it comes to being <laughs> a self-starter. <laughs> that, that has really kind of been able to that has helped me to you know uh pump that muscle really strongly so i'm very strong um in being a self-starter and and being um you know taking on things where I, i'm self-initiated I, I really can uh, do that really well uh, but at the same time you do grow to a point in your career where you're expanding to the point that you mm -hmm. do need you know some other hands to come alongside you and 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 hold up what it is that you're building and so i and help you hold up what it is that you're building and so um i have been blessed to say that i have had those experiences as well so at this point in my career i can't say that you know i've had to be by myself exclusively entirely the whole entire time but um i 
and say that I did build. I built this with just me. <laughs> that, that was a challenge. It Listen, was a challenge. Um, he said he built a, this. It's a beautiful challenge in there because you do find out that you have strengths and you have abilities mm-hmm. within yourself that you will be able to borrow from the entire tenure of your career but not just that the entire trajectory of your life i mean there are things that i had there are places and spaces i had to go within myself and and pull out abilities and gifts and um even just just wisdoms that i had within me in launching currently that i honestly hadn't had to use in a number of years you Mm -hmm. know um because of the structure that i had and, and the system that i had in place when i um you know was freelancing and even through the pandemic you know and having a partner in my life at the time which is which is no longer there but at that time um, you know, I, I, I was building with, with two minds and two hands, uh, two sets of hands versus one, and then going back to one set of, of hands <laughs> and one mind. Uh, you know, it was that was a big transition because I was I actually got used to having help, but I had to remember, Elliot, you built this by yourself, you, and so you do have the tools to build again. And that's one of the things that I always want to remind anybody, even those who are listening, if you ever had to be in a place where it seems like you're starting over and it seems like you know you're having to go back to square one and and what you had in place to help you to get to square two and three. Um, And if you're back to square one and those things are no longer in place or those people are no longer in place or those systems are no longer in place, remember you got there by yourself the first time and you can build again. You know what's so crazy? I cannot stand you right now. And what I tell y'all, listen, I just had this conversation the other day with my brand manager. And it's, it's so funny because she and I are aligned but mm-hmm. I created this entire platform, my name, everything alone. And I always tell this to people. I was on an interview probably a few weeks ago um, back mm-hmm. in Atlanta. And I always tell everyone, make sure you understand how to run your business by yourself. Because every single person, if they all walk away, you mm-hmm. want to make sure you know how to still run your own business. Yes, yes. That, that That's so key. You know, even for me, one of the things that's very signature to me with my clients is I teach them. I don't just work with them. I also empower them and teach them. And many people would say, well, I wouldn't give them this or you give away too much. I've been so critiqued about that. You tell everything. You just give away so much. You're always talking. You talk for free. You just give away all this wisdom, all this knowledge. At the end of the day, I'm an infinite supply. I'm never without. So at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. But I also want people to be empowered. I don't want to just support people through what I do. I want to empower people. And it's very important to me that they are involved with, with their brand too, because at the end of the day, this is this is your vision. This is your baby. You are trusting me with it to help carry it, to help, you know, support it, to help uh, sustain it, you know, to help feed it, you know, to help grow it. But at the end of the day, it is your vision. And so I can never see it for you more than you see for yourself. And so I always want people to be involved. And so I do teach them, even if it's down to just managing a website, I would never do a website for someone that they don't know how to go in and 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 be able to change or shift it or edit it or do whatever they need to do with it themselves um you know and i know a lot of people build differently than that so people are listening <laughs> like well, that doesn't work for me and that's fine yeah. um this is no critique but i'm just saying for me that is very important that even my clients know that they have to be involved in their business because this is their flow i did a couple of research um projects a few weeks ago um before the year had ended and According to the museum at FIT, only 1% of the designers on Vogue Runway are Black designers. How do you think the industry can be changed to work for more people or to really recognize, let's just say, more people of color? 
Well, I believe that the industry is changing um, in that way. And I, I, I would say to anyone listening who is a um, designer of color or a, any brand or creator of color, one thing that I can say is being a black boy from the South, um, when it comes to racism, when it comes to colorism, being a dark-skinned black man, I'm chocolate, chocolate. Um, but when <laughs> it comes to, uh, you know, those things, I, I have definitely had my experience with all of that however i have never allowed that in my mind in my mind my mentality my thinking my perception of myself and what i believe for myself for any of that to be a limitation any of that to be a limitation and as someone who has traveled this country and spoken on so many panels and spoken in so many rooms with so many designers that is one thing that i i will say on on the creative side on the designer side before i get to the industry that i want us all of us who are listening i want all of us to no longer allow that to be a limitation despite our realized experiences you know what i'm saying despite our reality and what we have experienced don't allow that to be a determining factor in as to your mentality about what you can do yeah uh, that is a very big thing for me because i myself started my career at a very great what people would look at as a disadvantage on uh, many of the the people that i'm working through my programs to empower and help them to have access and resources and support uh they're in the same positions that i was in when i started my career so it's really a blessing because i do know um, what it is to be in that position but i also knew i could do something about it and i didn't and i didn't feel like i was i was less than or that i could not do it because of my skin color or my geographic location or the lack of experience or even knowledge because I started my career as a college dropout. Mm. Um, but that was by intention and that was by decision. Um, and I just saw something for myself. All I had was a vision and I had faith. So at the end of the day, you know, you have to have that for yourself. But in terms of the industry, no change is going to happen overnight, but there are so many uh, uh, movements that have arisen. There are so many programs there are so many initiatives that are, that, that are out there now that I believe are in position to really help create a, a wave of change that cannot be ignored in this industry. Um, but I do want to say that I, I would hope that those who are listening are doing the research and, and, and educating themselves and learning what is available to them, regardless of where you are, regardless of your starting point, because all of us are in different places and spaces in the industry, but regardless of your starting point to position yourself, to be supported and position yourself to get that access and that knowledge, because I do believe, you know, I think this is a scripture, but my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Mm. Uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I think one of the greatest disadvantages, there's a lot of people in, who are listening and there's a lot of designers out there who make up that that 1% or less than 1% that's on Vogue Runway that don't even know about Vogue Runway to be on it, yes. you know? Um, yes. And then, and then, and I'm saying that fairly, and I don't, that's not a, that's not a put down, that's not a diss. I'm saying that in my experience in traveling this country and speaking on so many panels traveling to different regional fashion weeks and I talked to I've spoken to hundreds of designers and I am always surprised at how much people don't know and that's not just black or brown that's white that's orange that's mm -hmm. purple I don't care mm -hmm. what color they are there are just so many things that are available out there and and are are open access that I find that people just don't even know I can't tell you how many times I've even traveled and spoken at colleges and universities and fashion programs that don't in designers and students who don't even know that the 
CFDA is an organization. Yeah. People know about the CFDA awards, but they have no clue of what the Council of Fashion Designers of America does. And I'm like, well, how are you in school? Well, what are you learning? What are you being taught? But as one who is a, uh, a graduate um, with a fashion degree, I do know that most people in design school are not being taught about the business. And I think that that's something that is often a big disadvantage. So I, I would say in, 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 in compliment to what needs to be done in the industry, um, we really, really, really do have to be aggressive about eat, sleeping, and breathing this industry um, from the business perspective, not just the creative side. Mm. And I think a lot of people really need to hear that, you know, because I talk about monetization a lot. I talk about how do you continue to build your brand and do partnerships and, you know, really just align yourself accordingly with the right type of people that will help assist you in your dream and vision but also have alignment in your dream and vision, you know? And I think a lot about, and, and I'm very proud of you, currently Global Incorporated is, to your point from earlier, an international creative consulting agency that delivers strategy, development, and representation solutions. And I have to say that what what highlighted for me was the part of you want to empower your flow in business. Yes. Yes. Because yes. black designers are not at the forefront of the industry, do you feel that there is more pressure on them to deliver a certain kind of product? Ooh. Now, that's a question. I, I won't necessarily say a certain type of product, but I would say in my experience that I believe there's a pressure that oftentimes it's one that we're putting on ourselves and I'll just I'll just throw myself in that because even from a consulting or the PR perspective I've been in I've been in PR I've been in marketing I've been in creative direction I've, I've worn many hats but I will say that there's oftentimes a pressure that we allow to ourselves to put on ourselves um, about how we should present and show up mm. and 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 I think that when we become delivered from some of the pressures we put on ourselves. Oh, why did I use that phrasing? But when we become delivered <laughs> from some of the pressures that we put on ourselves, I get I start exposing a little bit of my background. But um, that's okay. When we, when, we, um, when we become delivered from some of the pressure that we put on ourselves, we can see ourselves show up differently too because sometimes we're only presenting the way we're presenting because of what we think and what we've been shown is allowed for us but again i would always ask the question who told you that's the way you have to show up who told you that's the only way you can present who told you this is the only way that's acceptable and who told you that that flowing a different way or, or showing up a different way is is you being a traitor to your culture are you being inauthentic or you are you um uh code switching are you throwing in your black card because mm. i think that there's a lot of that that we deal with and you know i am one who is a one voice but many languages i can go in many different rooms and speak with many different people i speak with with emerging designers i speak with established designers i've spoken with presidents i've spoken with government officials i've spoken with uh, uh senators and all. i mean it just it just does not matter because you can be versatile enough to be anything you need to be to whomever has need of you i just said something um you can be <laughs> versatile enough to be anything you need to be who to whomever has need of you um and i think that's the that's the beauty of being a creative i believe that that creativity is the highest expression of freedom See, what you guys did not know as this first episode airs in the next few hours, we didn't know we was going to church. We didn't know that we was getting some good old scriptures, the good word. 
from the Elliot Carlisle. And listen, y'all already heard him. He had some previous moments that he was about and some gems that he was about to drop on us. But I want to get into some questions. Um, So we have some Q&A. And our first question comes from, her name is Barbara. And Barbara is out of Houston, Texas. Shout out to Houston. Her question oh, is, Houston. I've never been there. I, you know what? I've only been once and I have to say it was hot as I don't know what, but I need to go back. Oh, I heard. Okay. I heard it's a nice little, little moment in Houston. Her question is, Elliot, how do you keep yourself motivated? Oh, I love that question. Honestly, people, <laughs> people are my biggest motivation when I tell you because I understand, I'm such a people person. Anybody who knows me, been around me, I am a people person. Um, what what keeps me motivated is no, I understand that my purpose is connected to people. Um, my person, my purpose is not rooted in people, but my purpose is connected to people. And the fact that that people have need of what I have, people have need of what God has blessed me with, what God has put in me, that my ideas, my um, my my literal creativity, um, my creative flow is actually rooted in uh, creating things that will bless other people, um, creating systems, creating platforms, creating opportunities that are blessings to other people. Uh, it, it gets me up every day. It, it actually keeps me motivated. I actually am re- refueled in talking to people. Um, most people, you know, would look at my life. Anybody who's spent, a, who's spent a day with me, they'll say, oh my gosh, he's always on the phone. If I'm not on the phone, I'm on Zoom. I'm a consultant, so I have to talk. <laughs> I'm also a speaker, so it, it flows like that for me, but I never get to Tired of talking. I just get tired of talking to some people, and so that has mm. to shift sometimes. <laughs> I actually never get tired of talking. Um, and and when I need a break, when I need to recharge, I actually will just have the conversation that I need to have that we will, will recharge me. And uh, uh, in a funny way, I have built such a circle of um. I have my internal focus focus group. I call them my unofficial focus group, and they're people who I literally have built relationships with, who I know who to call for exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. And so we have those conversations and. Um, 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 man, it's it's really been a blessing to to have that, and and I am very unique in that way. I will say um, because I just don't get drained in in talking. It is my gift. It is, and I think that maybe that's why I'm known as the brand, the voice. But um, I people are really, really such a motivating uh, factor in my life, and such a driving factor that really do refuel me. Our next question comes from Philip, and he is actually out of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Elliot, tell us about a time. I'm sorry. Tell us about some brands you admire and what makes them stand out to you. Mm, I have to be careful in 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 um, being biased to brands because mm-hmm. of my position in the industry. So I I don't want to go um, too deep in that. But uh, let me just say I I admire any. And this is just something. Period. I admire any brand that. It's not just about um, a name or uh, mm-hmm. even even just a a slogan or you know particular uh, uh, um, aesthetic on on Instagram uh, you know a profile that's hot. I actually because of what I do when I look at a brand, I like any brand that has a real identity that has a real point of view that is unique that has something to say that that is creating conversation and it's not just about products. I like a brand that has a, a concrete. 
uh, value system and they're implementing those values into into what they're expressing and how they're expressing. I love that they're creating conversation. They're a part of the moment. Um, there's a little bit of controversy to them. I don't mind that either. I like I like a brand that's not willing, that's not uh, afraid to be um, controversial in a way. And all that means is, you know, just to just to create some uncomfortable conversation or address some uncomfortable conversation. I like that. Um, but those that's really what I like in a brand who when you think of them or when you hear their name, there's a particular um, not just not just product that comes in, in mind, but actually there's a particular belief system or a narrative or a conversation that you that you know them for. Um, I do like that. And I think that we have so many brands out there who are who are um, doing that so well. And I think I will share share one brand that uh, when I was a student in school that really um, admired me and I refer to this. I mean, I admired and I uh, inspired and impressed me. Um, and I, I refer to this often. Um, and sometimes people get upset that I don't mention them. Like, Why don't you mention a black brand? I'm so there's just so many to name, but I <laughs> use this because I was younger. Um, and this is when you know when I this was before I really got into fashion the way that I I do it now. Um, but Diesel, uh, everybody's familiar with the brand mm-hmm. Diesel, but Diesel had put out a campaign um, and it was called Be Stupid. And you can look it up um, today on uh, YouTube, the commercial and the the, the campaign and the, the video and all of that. But um, there was a, a campaign they, they did called Be Stupid. And I remember the first time I saw it, I said, hmm. I said, now that's the interesting thing to encourage people to do. <laughs> like, how did they be stupid? Like, I, I remember I saw it, and it was in it was in a magazine. It was an ad, and I said, I need to look into this. And I went to look it up, and I saw that video, and I got it. I understood what it was, and I said, now this is genius. This is genius. As soon as I saw it, you know, it created it created a conversation in my mind. I saw some some kind. It created some conflict within myself. Okay, this this looks nice, but what are they talking about? And it created curiosity, um, and it made me want to go deep. Um, and so when I looked at that that commercial, I understood what it was they were trying to. They were actually not trying to say what they were saying, and they used that um, that that statement in a very strategic way. Uh, I've always been an admirer of that. And I, when I was in school, I actually wrote a wrote a paper about it for one of my classes. And I've just always referred to that. And I've always just that was kind of a an encouragement to me throughout my career to be willing to to create things that are a little controversial as well. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that I've been uh, able to do, even with the programs that I've been able to to lead, um, they've been controversial. You know, they've been <laughs> new ideas. They've been, they've been things that um, didn't exist before, and they've been things that go against many of the rules that were written because um, we are creating opportunity for people who the rules necess- haven't necessarily been written in their favor. Um, so even, even the programs themselves uh, have been controversial controversial to the nature of what has been, but they also promote change for what is to come and what should be. As we get ready to wrap our show, um, I do want to thank you for you being you. But thank you. last year we started um, to really um, repurpose the ending of our episodes to more of a therapy session. And the comments that we started to receive were crazy amazing. And I love these questions because these are the ones that really, really make you think about life, yourself, your family, you know, anything. So, Elliot, what are you most grateful for? What are you most grateful for? 
I'm really grateful, and I'm going to make sure I share this with them so they can hear this, um, which I do any of my interviews, but I'm really grateful for my parents. Uh, I have had this life. I'm grateful to God. Every time I say, I'm always grateful to God, first and foremost, um, and you have to really keep get deep into my personal story um, for me to really unfold why I'm so grateful for my parents. But my parents, um, my parents, number one, don't even know what I do to this day. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know a thing about what I do. If you were to see them on, if you were to see them on the street and ask them, uh, what am I doing and and how's Elliot? They don't tell you he's fine, but they can't tell you. We have no idea what he's doing out here. I'm at a fashion show somewhere. I think they think all I do is go to fashion shows. Oh my gosh. um, I am grateful because they were very intentional. I'll go back to the beginning of this podcast, mm-hmm. but I can say that my parents were very intentional when it came to me. Um, and they knew, I believe that my parents knew that I was different um, in whatever way that, that that is defined or would be defined for them. They just knew that I was different. And they really made sure that I was a child who understood that the world um we live in a round world, you know, the world isn't flat, you know, it's not linear, you know, um, the world isn't monolithic, uh, you know, it's diverse and, and there's, there's variety, um, in this, in this life. And so they wanted me to be exposed to that. They made sure that I was well-traveled and, you know, my parents used to say, you know, we're, we're preparing you to be able to survive in this world. They used to always tell me that we're preparing you to be able to survive in this world. And I'm an only child. Me too. Me too. That's why I knew we were aligned. We need to know that you can survive in this world and when I look back on it I have had the life that I've had and I've had the experiences I've had and I've been able to engage the opportunities I've been able to engage with the mentality that I have about myself and about my abilities and about the world because of the life that they gave me with intention and I'm very grateful for that I'm very very grateful for that it's so crazy because I'm an only child as well and I have been meeting (laughs) so many only children lately um and it's so it's just it's it's a beautiful thing. Anyway, I'm not even gonna get into that. You yeah, you yeah. talked about something earlier is that you no longer have a partner. Mm-hmm. What did you learn from your last relationship? Oh, we! I did not know you were gonna go here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there are so many things. Honestly, there are so many things. But I will say, I learned. I learned. I learned that my authentic self is always enough. And this is what I learned for me. This is what I learned. This is what it taught me about me, that my authentic self is always enough. Mm. We're going to leave it. We're going to leave it just like that. Yeah, there's a mountain of of revelations. My authentic self is always enough. (laughs) My last question is um, this, and and I'm going to read this one piece first, and then I'm going to ask the question. And this is written by Elliot Carlisle, is I work with entrepreneurs, corporations, and brands across industries, including fashion, entertainment, jewelry, and lifestyle to create unforgettable experiences. Together, we elevate brand awareness using creativity, innovation, and strategy. I make brands more purpose-driven, intriguing, consistent, and enagment. Elliot Carlisle. My question is, 
After all of this is done, you've attended the fashion shows, you've been a part of CFDA, you've been a part of all of these beautiful organizations, Firm Malice and all of this stuff, all of it, you know, all of these things. They're, they're amazing accolades. You've written the books and you've traveled the world and you've done the partnerships, right? Mm-hmm. Elliot Carlisle, what do you want your legacy to be? that I was someone who empowered people to be able to connect to and use their authentic voice. Mm. I love it. Yeah. Straight to yeah. the point. I love it. Listen. I, I, I believe, I know that my that me being a voice, I inspire many, um, but I do understand that the people who are drawn to me, you know, because you're not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I am not for everybody. Um, but those who are drawn to me and those who I am for are voices themselves, which is why I often will tell people I know that I'm a voice to voices and the reason why you can connect with me, the reason why we engage, the reason why we flow together, the reason why our energy and our, our frequency aligns in harmony is because you are a voice as well. And I recognize that and I celebrate that and I want to help you amplify that. Elliot, I want to say thank you and give you your flowers because you. you have really created footprints for your future. You have created a legacy. You have understood the assignment. But in addition to, you've made sure that you have opened up doors for so many people, not just people of color. And I want to personally say thank you so much for your story. Thank you for your time. And I want to thank you just for the moment. I, I want everyone to make sure that they support Currently Global Incorporated. And again, we've talked about it throughout the podcast. It helps to foster engagement, loyalty, community, and relevance while operating within your flow in business. But also, I want you guys to check out this, this man, y'all. This man's Instagram is curated in black and white. He got some moments on there. He just he's, he's throwing these gems out every other day of, of just things that he's doing. And that is all together, Elliot Carlisle on Instagram. That is E-L-L-I-O-T-C-A-R-L-Y-L-E. Elliot, any last words that you have for any of your listeners, any new listeners? Any any of our listeners? Well, I want to say thank you. Um, I never take it lightly. Thank you to you. Thank you for everyone who has listened to even two minutes of this. Well, if you listen to two minutes and you're not here at this point, but (laughs) we'll stay to hear this. Thank you and my expression of gratitude to you. I don't take it lightly. I believe, and I say this anytime I do an interview, that time is the only thing that you can't get back. And so I don't take it lightly that you have invested this time. And I pray and hope that something that I've said has inspired you, has empowered you, has motivated you, and that you leave this podcast podcast better than you came. And I want to thank you for your vision. I want to thank you for having the courage to build this platform um, to be a place to inspire, empower others, and even educate. Uh, and thank you for allowing me to share my gift with you and share my voice with you. I don't take it lightly um, that you see me, that you you followed, and that you've even paid attention. Um, that is very humbling to me, and I'm, I'm honored, and I'm happy to support you in this way. Always and forever, guys, what we say at the end of the show, number one, we're going to say Happy New Year. But what we always say at the end of the show is stay positive and stay creative. Until next time, thank you guys for tuning in and have a great new year. Our first show, (laughs) y'all. Wow.